You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. And with that, welcome in to the ACL pod featuring Cap'n Wags. He's Wags. I'm ACL. NFL week five is here, Wags. Four weeks in the books, a full month of NFL. Hard to believe that we've already hit a full month. Before we jump in, guys, I want to remind you to please leave a five-star review, leave a nice comment, leave your Twitter handle. We just picked out our September winner. Uh, 100 bucks in site credit to B Dormisher. So, congratulations there. All you have to do, yep, congratulations. All you got to do, guys, just again, leave a five star review, leave a nice comment, leave your Twitter handle so we know how to get in touch with you to give you said site credit. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing one again at the end of the month here for October. So, good stuff there. Wags, how you doing, man? NFL, a month in. Feels like we kind of just got started, but we're already here in October. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I just feel, like you said, it f- it's flown by. I think uh, we're all looking forward to, to football being back and, and getting a little bit of a distraction and going back to a little bit of normalcy. And uh, we're already a quarter through, um, and uh, it's flown by. I can't believe it. Yeah, college is starting to pick up. Obviously, Pac-12, Big Ten is going to get going. So I feel... To me, at least, it feels like the college football is sort of in full swing. I mean, the first few weeks, you know, half the conferences were, were in and out, the games kind of here and there. It feels like to me, I don't know about for you, that college is really picking up. And again, the big one this week, Miami and Clemson, Derek King, maybe uh, maybe padding his Heisman Trophy uh, credentials there if he can pull off the upset against Trevor Lawrence. Plus 14 dogs currently in the market for the Hurricanes. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be a tremendous upset. And like you said, I mean, the, those first couple of weeks of college football, really kind of a, a tease, if you will. But, yeah. um, you know, it was great to uh, to see, you know, I think there's only one or two games in college that have been canceled due to COVID. And obviously we're starting to see a little bit more pickup of, in that aspect in the NFL. And ho- hopefully – um, we don't continue to see a trend here, but, um, you know, going back to college, big game, Clemson, Miami. I mean, every, everybody, you know, most people might know that I'm, I'm a Miami guy. I actually went there. So, um, I am, uh, obviously very interested in this game. See if Miami is back on the map. I, I like what they've done. They're very fast on the outside. Um, you know, their receivers, uh, defensive ends, DR King is a nice, uh, you know, while he's a little bit of a, a flashy-looking quarterback, he's, he shows nice poise um, in the pocket. The offensive line has actually done a tremendous job uh, protecting. So coming off a bye with Lashley, uh, you know, at the, as the offensive coordinator, curious to see kind of what new tricks he comes out with against Clemson. Um, but I expect this to be a, a very good competitive game, but – um, I just don't think Miami is quite there yet, uh, but who knows? You know, that's why they play the game. We've seen many upsets in college and uh, definitely looking to forward to Saturday night. The U is back every year, man. This actually could be the year that, that they're back. They're, they're, they're... Yeah, we, 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 we like to think that we're back every year because, uh, you know, look, we, we drink the Kool-Aid. We, we, we love it. You know, uh, college uh, every year, you know, look, we, we were spoiled in the 80s and 90s. So, 
Um, in the early 2000s. Those yeah. are probably the best teams, right? You oh, know, the whole gosh. Ed Reed, Shockey yeah. guys. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, th- those years, uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, I mean, um, probably, uh, the you know, I, I, definitely the best years of Miami. But those late 80s teams and early 90s teams were no slouch either, especially, you know, you have to kind of compare them to the competition then. Obviously, uh, we, we see much better athletes now, bigger, better, stronger, faster. So um, there's no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my, the, the U is back. The, they'll be back every year because uh, the hype is always there and <laughs> the recruiting classes, you know, what, what yeah, are always top 10, 15 in the nation. And then, uh, you know, in the past, uh, probably the past 10, 15 years, the, the coaching hasn't been that great. So they haven't been able to take the talent to uh, the next level. Looks like Manny Diaz has been doing a, a good job so far. I mean, last year he definitely had his struggles. But, um, again, new offensive coordinator, Lashley, uh, get some transfers in. And, and these guys are uh, look to be back. Uh, it's been early, but – um, they've handled business uh, and, um, you know, look, look forward to see what they could do against Clemson. Yeah, to be fair with the recruiting, what I'm hearing is, as we know, South Florida is just a hotbed for college football players. In the recent, we'll call it decade, a lot of those guys have been leaving the state. Yes. With COVID, there hasn't been the opportunity for these guys to travel, visit other places. So a lot of these Florida schools, Florida, even Florida State to a degree, but especially Miami, should have an extremely – extremely good recruiting class coming in next year and that's what they've so. they've they've been uh, seeing that already um you know a lot of moms and dads out there are you know wanting to keep their kids close and say look you're not going anywhere you're staying right. here especially right. with what's going on in the world um we want you home so uh you know whether it be in dade or broward or even palm beach you know Miami's trying to kind of uh, rebuild that fence that they had for many years and and keep the uh, local talent home yeah, some really good matchups this weekend, guys. Miami-Clemson is a top 25 matchup. Tennessee-Georgia, Georgia minus 12 right now. And then Florida-Texas A&M, Florida giving 6.5 currently in that game. And then Virginia Tech-North Carolina Saturday at noon Eastern, UNC minus 5. UNC is currently up to number 8 in the polls right now. So Yeah, they have a great quarterback. And um, Georgia, you mentioned Georgia, their defense is, um, I think, the best defense I've seen in, in years. And, and that includes some of these Alabama-LSU defenses. They are fun to watch and um, – you know, going to be interesting to see how they play against Tennessee, who, again, another team that's kind of been back for many years, uh, yet they go 6-6 six and six every year or worse. Um, but they, they actually look to be much improved, so that'll be a great game. Yeah, big test for the Vols. They're 2-0, and of course, those two wins versus South Carolina and Missouri. So big test for the Vols here. They are getting double digits. Yeah. Georgia looked awesome against Auburn last week. They yeah, won 26 So, so good. And and they, they didn't look so hot against Arkansas to, to start off the season. They but still won by 27. They, they still won. They, they turned it on. But their defense was tremendous the whole game. So yeah. um, I think it just, you know, they had a couple of quarterbacks come in. They didn't know who was going to start. That was kind of a big deal. Um, and one game that's kind of uh, – I wouldn't say interesting, but that was kind of a preseason look-ahead game was the Florida State-Notre Dame game. But, you know, we, we've seen Florida State uh, look better in years past, huh? Man, they almost <laughs> – I'm going to say almost because they wound up winning by 17. But the Jacksonville State game last week, I mean, they were down, what, 21-7 in the second quarter at some point. That shouldn't happen with the talent Florida I, State has. So. Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, the, Florida State's in trouble. Um, Recruiting is going to be a very tough get now uh, after Miami put the schlacking they did on them and then yep. almost losing, you know, like you said, maybe not they won by 17, to Jacksonville State. And just to give you how, uh, an idea how kind of bad that close win is, 
Jacksonville State is a seven-point favorite to Mercer. So, I mean, Oof. not not good. Not good at all. Yeah, Florida State closed that game minus 26.5 versus Jacksonville State, and they didn't even come close to covering that. So college football is back, I think, in full board in the next couple of weeks. So that is going to be fantastic. Let's jump to the NFL wags. Um Lots to talk about. I mean, for me, it, it, the Seattle Seahawks, that was an extremely impressive win. They go cross-country to Miami, early start, humidity, giving six, five and a half, six, whatever, cover the game, held Miami. So Miami punted the ball one time in the yeah, whole I was, game. They, I have five that in red my notes. Field yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. In, in full disclosure, I had the team total over 24 in Miami. They scored 23 points, yet punt once. That's almost statistically impossible to do. Well, that's what uh, happens when you kick five field goals. And it's extremely it's frustrating. Very, to very that, frustrating. To Absolutely. have that over. But, I mean, look, Russell Wilson comes back now. Sun, uh, Sunday Night Football, I believe, against the Vikings. The total's 57-58 there. So just extremely impressive spot from Seattle. Not that they beat Miami because Miami's not a good team, not not probably not a playoff team. But the spot was so bad for them. And they go in there, cover the game, looked really, really good. Yeah, no, look, Seattle's putting up points, and they're putting up points at will. I mean, they, they only put up 31 against Miami on the road in a tough spot, and that's the lowest point total that they've scored this season, 31 points, lowest. Um, so they're scoring at will. Uh, their issue is their defense. Um, their defense gives up a lot of yards, a lot of points. Um, they gave up 25 points to Atlanta, 30 to New England, 31 to Dallas, and 23 to Miami. And they're going to be facing a, um, you know, a not-so-great Minnesota team, but probably the best one-in-three team in the league um, who can score. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get more to that game um, and, and that total uh, a little bit later on in the pod. Uh but, um, yeah, no, Seattle looks good. Russell Wilson looks good. That plus 800 future that we have on yeah, Russell boy. Wilson to win that MVP. like that number. Looking really good, especially now that it's down to plus 175. Um, Pretty good line value right now. You could prop swap that bad boy, make about – Three times your money, I, I would imagine something like that. Josh Allen down to eleven to one. We talked about him the last couple of weeks for MVP. Eleven to one in my mind, he's actually if you had an MVP voting right now and you had to rank vote, Russell Wilson for me would be one. I'd vote for Josh Allen number two. I think you can make a case for Rogers number three for sure, but for me, Josh Allen would be number two. Rogers three. Yeah, I, I mean, no doubt about it. Uh, obviously, Mahomes is in the mix too, but um, you know, I, I think from a value perspective. Allen at 11 to one is probably your best bet at this current point um, compared to a three to one Rogers or a, you know, uh, plus 175 bet on Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, I'm not uh, not high on on the next couple guys, Lamar Jackson, Brady, uh, Prescott, Roethlisberger. I mean, so I I really think it is a four man race at this point. And um, Kyler Murray dropped, man. Remember the first two weeks, people were saying, oh, I got him at 80-1, to 1, I got him at 20-1, to 1. he was down to 12-1. to 1. Now he's on up to 50-1 to 1 after two really, really bad games. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what that's what these, you know, these bad, tough games will do to you. You have to look ahead. You can't – got to take into account uh, the schedule and, and a lot of other things when you're looking at MVP unless you're looking at a guy who, who's on a really bad team. And I guess it is somebody like a Kyler Murray who's yeah. you know, not necessarily going to be the top – uh, team in the league um, and he really impresses uh, 
but somebody like that offensive uh, awards, you're looking at your offensive rookie of the year. Obviously Clyde Edwards Hilaire is looking nice, but Joe Burrow making a nice little uh, run right now. And, and Herbert not too far behind uh, at eight to one. Yeah, We uh, talked about Herbert the other day. It was a 12 to one, I think, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and Burrow and Herbert are, uh, uh, you know, obviously strong candidates, uh, but you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to get um, some nice carries for Kansas City moving forward. So I uh, still like his chances there as well. MVP odds are up on DraftKings. They're updated every week. Dwayne Haskins, 300-1. to 1. Daniel Jones, 500-1 to 1 of the long shots. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to win Wags because he was benched today for Kyle Allen. So. Uh, yeah, likely out. I would uh, save your money if you're thinking about uh, putting any money there. Hey, man, Alex Smith is, is one – you know, Kyle Allen injury or a bad game. I'm not sure if they'd go back to Haskins, but Alex Smith could see the field. And, you know, we have Alex Smith to win comeback player of the year. Based on everything he went through, if he gets on the field at all, in, in my view, he's certainly the favorite to win that award. He might be even now just the fact that he's on the roster. Yeah. So something to consider there. Uh, the New York Jets, I tweeted this out earlier. We're taping on Wednesday, guys. Um, if they're truly tanking for Trevor Lawrence, it makes all the sense in the world to keep Adam Gates because he gives you the best opportunity to lose, right? So <laughs> if they want Trevor Lawrence, people are like, why hasn't he been fired? Well, maybe they don't want to win any games this year. Maybe they want Trevor Lawrence, which makes total sense. Why potentially fire him? They'd probably bring in, you know, some interim coach, um, who knows, who might fire up the team, right? Just because Gates is gone, you get kind of new blood in there. You, I mean, if you're the owner at this point, if you're – the whole GM, you want your team to lose and get the best quarterback in the draft. So I absolutely understand keeping Adam Gase up to now. Yeah, I mean it's a good, it's a very good point. Um, kind of humorous at the same time because Gase is that bad, sad and humorous. Yeah, um, you know you got to feel bad for Jets fans. You know they got they got Darnold. They they were all in on him, all excited. Uh, you know they get Lev Bell. Jamal Adams and things are clicking a couple of years ago and they just, they just got the wrong guy at, at you know, calling the plays and calling the shots. So, um, yeah, I, look, Gase is terrible. Um, tank for Trevor is on, uh, there's a few teams going for it and, uh, he is that good. So we will see, uh, who wins that lottery. Yeah, my guess is if they fire him, they would probably promote Greg Williams into their interim head coach, who is the current D.C. He obviously has head coaching experience, yep. so um, not the best option in the world, but he's certainly better than Gase. So that's probably why they don't want to do it. Um, we talked about Joe Burrow, impressed again. I mean, this is a guy that's just putting up numbers. Now he goes to Baltimore. This game, to me, I want to see what Joe Burrow has here. He has looked good against the Jags. He looked good against the Browns, covered some numbers. Now he has to go on the road, right, against a divisional team, Baltimore, getting around 13, 13 and a half. We have seen some money come in on the Bengals, getting all those points. If Joe Burrow impresses here, wins the game somehow, covers the number somehow, keeps it close, puts up, you know, 350, 400 against this Baltimore defense, keeps it close against Lamar, that's going to show me a lot. If he goes out there, lays an egg, they lose – 31 to 10, something like that. Then it kind of tells me he's been beaten up against mediocre teams and he probably has a way to go. So this is a huge spot for me as far as Joe Burrow futures here. Yeah, no, I like Burrow actually in this situation, um, even if even though it is against, uh, you know, a Baltimore Ravens team who is obviously very good. The um, interesting fact here is that the Ravens pass defense is, you know, they're they're not as great as you would think. Um, they're actually, I think, 26th in the league, 
giving up 270 yards passing. Yep, um, it's their rush defense that's game. good. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the struggle that I, I see the Bengals maybe have is handling um, the, that front rush uh, because their offensive line is not that great, though they have been improving. Um, the Ravens will likely score points. Um, the over is at 51. It's an interesting number. Uh, Bengals getting the points is, is definitely something I'm going to take a, a hard, long look at. Um, you know, I'm not running to the window yet, but um, it's a lot of points in, in, a, in a rivalry type game like this. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot riding on Burrow here uh, to, to run to the window. So um, that's, that's going to be an interesting situation this week. Uh, I think it's a lot of points and um, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, it's an interesting fight. It's a number that I'm going to be monitoring all week. But we have seen some early early money on Cincinnati. That might just be number grabbers trying to get the best of the number, thinking the number might come down. Yep. Uh, some I think they're playing well. the stats. I mean, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, obviously the Ravens are a high betting team, and, and a lot of people are, are on them, uh, you know, top two team last year in the AFC and uh, preseason this year as well. So, um, you know, they're obviously a very good team. I just, you know, I think there's overinflation there based on, on who it is. And, and, you know, I think that number is a nice number to, to look at. The Colts played the Bears last week. Um, man, it this was a spot where I, I definitely was looking at the Colts. And obviously, if Trubisky was in, it would have been a whole different handicap last week. Nick Foles winds up getting the start. Uh, it was a game I wound up not playing. I just didn't know or didn't have a good feel for how Foles starting would affect the rest of the you team, know, right? You know who Foles looked and reminded me a lot like last week? Who? Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> That's he, not a good thing. No, not a good thing at all. I mean, uh, you know, we I think a lot of people were expecting, and especially Chicago fans, you know, who are kind of saying, let's put in Foles, BDN, as uh, some like to call him out there. Some do, some do. Um, but, you know, he, he didn't look so good. I mean, it didn't help that he – probably went up against uh, i'm gonna say it the best defense in the league there we go uh, the indianapolis colts statistically are um just a monster on defense right now and they're gelling and clicking and um, they're doing some pretty special things obviously the first game was somewhat of an anomaly in the fact that they dominated that game um, but lost to the jaguars so um, a lot of people i think still have a bad taste in their mouth over that game but the colts are a very good team Colts defense, first in points allowed, only giving up 14 a game, first in total yards allowed, first in passing yards allowed, fourth in rushing yards allowed. Incredible. Okay. I mean, it's like the Patriots defense last year. <laughs> now, look, you could say they haven't played world beaters. They played Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Jets, and Chicago. I get it. Those aren't awful teams. Uh, they're not good teams. They're probably below average teams. but Yeah, but offensively you, know. you look at those teams and you, you don't think that. I mean, obviously no. the Jaguars, um, you know – I don't know. They, they have some weapons, but the Vikings have a very good offense. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Colts certainly look good. It's a game that I'll be touching on a little bit later in the pod. little tease there. So we'll get to that. Um, yeah, man. Foles. Ugh. He did not look good. It'll be interesting to see if this is Foles or if it was just one of those things where it's his first start. Exactly. He played yeah. a tough team. They had time to prepare as opposed to Atlanta, who's not a good team and had no time to prepare for him. Well, we'll they, see. Short week, though, for, for the Bears. Yeah, we'll see Thursday. tomorrow. Um, you yep. know, as, as ACL said, we, we do tape, taping on Wednesday. Um, the game is tomorrow. Home against Tampa. Uh, interesting game, actually. 
Yeah, so by the time some of you are listening to this, that game will have already be played, been played. So we'll have a lot more on Nick Foles after that game. But yeah, interesting uh, short week here. We're going to see what uh, Tom Brady can uh, scheme up against that Bears defense. Um, the Eagles, Wags, they, they, look, Nick Mullins was awful. I, I think you have to killed put. Me, killed me. Yeah, I mean, for me, this win was much more about Nick Mullins giving up the game than the Eagles playing well. I, I don't think Carson Wentz played well at all. You know, they had they scored eight points, um, and then they got the pick sixes and a lot of fumbles and Nick Mullins and all that. Um, when C.J. Beathard comes in and looks like Joe Montana compared to you, that ain't good for, yeah. for Nick Mullins. Well, so. that's the thing. I mean, exactly. The, the fact is that C.J. Beathard comes in, lights it up, like you know, Mullins couldn't do anything all game. It was it was a very frustrating uh, situation. I mean, obviously you guys could hear it in my voice for for non clients listening to the pod. I was I had the Niners um, last week at home, obviously playing a a beat up Philadelphia team. I mean, the Niners beat up themselves, but um, had them down in, in a teaser. So uh, just basically needed them to win. They did not, and uh, the Eagles are now first in the nfc east how how pathetic is that the new york giants at zero and four arguably the worst team in the nfl are right in it for the division yeah they're one and a half games back um it's just <laughs> incredible the how bad that division is um especially thinking back not too long ago i mean the eagles and cowboys um you know you can even throw the giants out there but eagles and cowboys fighting for that division was always kind of a, a, a fun division to watch and um they are uh, no longer relevant there's um cowboys don't play defense uh and the rest of the division does don't really play football so <laughs> well said uh yeah current numbers on that division for those interested dallas minus 125 to win the east philly plus 140 the football team nine to one and the new york giants only a game back 33 to one uh, if you had to say, there's probably some value on the Giants at 33 to one, a team that's only one game back. Yeah, so. that's it's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. Um, just going back to your Niners bet, the closing line value on that game that you had was massive, right? This number was six, six and a half, seven all week. Closed eight and a half. Yep. Got up as far as nine at some shops. So once all those Eagles injuries were announced, especially a wide receiver, that number shot up. Nick Mullins had looked really, really good. I mean, they played. He played two really good games. He looked pretty good last year as well. And this was one of those games, man. He it, he just didn't have it. And it's one of those things that, that happens. Guys don't have it. Um, he just had a bad game. That's the only way you can explain it. Now, if he comes out, does this re- again repetitively, assuming that Jimmy G's out, we'll see. That, uh, they still have a, not announced a quarterback for the uh, game against the Dolphins there. But I think that you were on the right side, especially of that um, closing line value in, versus the Eagles. And, man, there were just some – and as bad as he played, they only lost by five points and had a chance at the end there as well. Yeah, so, no, it's it's crazy. Um, there's also, I mean, uh, the Sharps got killed last week. I mean, it was a tough week for them. They had, you know, Mi- Miami. Uh, we talked about that game earlier. Jacksonville. And, uh, Jacksonville. Um, and then, you know, th- this game we're talking about now in the San Fran. And then uh, Monday night, um, you know, Atlanta. Uh, but Atlanta, I mean, the, a lot of those games, actually, I mean, at least half of them um, in Jacksonville and the Atlanta game uh, riddled with injuries during the yeah. game, which um, did not help the situation, especially Atlanta's de- secondary uh, just got decimated. Um, and if you were watching the game at all, I mean, it was literally like Green Bay 
was playing against a junior, not a junior varsity team, a junior high team. Um, these receivers were so open. Uh, it, it was it was tough to watch um, if you were an Atlanta fan. If you had to win, Atlanta. if you had to win one football game this week, and your only two options at coach were Adam Gase or Dan Quinn, who would you pick? Those are the only two options available, and don't say I'd go in with no coach. If you had to pick one of those two guys. I mean, I guess, I mean, are you saying with the games that are happening this week or just in general? In general, if you had a football team. I got to go I gotta team? go with Quinn because at least Quinn could get a lead, um, <laughs> right? I mean, he'll blow it, but at least you got a shot. Uh, with, with Gates, Can't win if you never have the lead. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe they were tanking for uh, – <sighs> Lawrence for the uh, for the, for the, the sixth pick yeah, for, yeah exactly. But, uh, uh, look, I mean, you talk about waste of a of a career. I mean, Matt Ryan to me isn't that great anymore. You can see he makes some really bad decisions. He's probably at toward the later part of his career. But Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, especially in their prime, that Super Bowl year, <laughs> man, so if they had any kind of good coaching, this is a team that should have made multiple Super Bowl appearances. That defense has been atrocious, and the, and the sad part is Dan Quinn came over from Seattle as a defensive guy, right? They knew they had the offense in place. The offense has been pretty good as far as scoring potential, as far as scoring output, but the defense has declined every single year under Dan Quinn. And I tweeted out the other day, he must have blackmail pictures on uh, Arthur Blank. So yeah. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Or he's just cheap and doesn't want to fire the guy. So I, I always feel about that way about coaches that are staying well beyond their uh, their time. I mean, even Gase, like, what kind of pictures does he have? Uh, blackmail information. He's got to have something. But uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Some of these guys, man. Um, wanted to touch upon Wags before we look at just a couple of the games this week. Heisman Trophy numbers. I know that um, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Is and just wanted to go a little bit more in depth. Is Kyle Trask at seven to one a number that you would feel comfortable playing right now, or Derek King at ten to one, or is it just sort of a wait and see approach right now? The current favorites, Fields plus two fifty, hasn't played a game yet. Right. Trevor Lawrence plus two fifty, or is Trask at seven to one something that you might take a look at? Thinking he might maybe pull a Joe Burrow from from last year. Yeah, no, Trask is an interesting play, and um, he's been lighting it up for the last couple of weeks. And I don't really see this offense stopping anytime soon, even in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have weapons all over, and um, you know they got this guy Tony, a, a real speedster. Um, their tight end, um, who who is getting some uh, some Heisman recognition as well. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. It's it's a, a tight end that ain't gonna win the Heisman. No, I, I I hear you, but he's got like six touchdowns already you know something crazy like that so um but he he was getting some love uh by the the commentators and and saying you know how uh we haven't had a tight end ever win it but uh you know this could be uh, you know a potential situation or at least maybe he'll finish seventh what's that maybe he'll finish seventh yeah i I mean yeah he's not gonna win but i'm just saying uh yeah he he, i think yeah i think his name's uh kyle pitts um number 84 so yeah he had two touchdowns last week and um but anyway trask back to him at seven to one uh, yeah I, th- I think there's value there for sure um look justin fields hasn't played yet plus 250 even with trevor lawrence at plus 250 obviously these guys are the the front runners but if you want to get some value on on trask the guys already um had some two incredible games and uh you know th- their offense looks good their defense doesn't look so great for a florida team um 
but a, a weak defense means you're going to start throwing. And Which might help them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. Well, yeah, I had a couple people ask me about, you know, college. We talk, start talking about Heisman since uh, all the top guys are going to be in action starting in the next couple of weeks. So I definitely wanted to at least mention those numbers because those numbers are, are fully out. Mac Jones, 10 to 1 as well, Alabama quarterback. So. He looks good, you know, for an Alabama team, uh, you know, who I am actually, you know, kind of, I think Alabama, I think ball control, running the ball, hard runners, um, they've opened it up quite a bit. And I see this guy, Mac Jones, throwing the ball around, uh, you know, on a dime. He looks good. Especially in the first half. Yes. Alabama, (laughs) which has been profitable so far. Yes. Um, All right. Switching back to the NFL to look, we're taping Wednesday. If some people are listening to this Saturday, Sunday, Monday, there may be some games canceled. We'll see. There's a lot of COVID news this, this morning with New England and then, of course, Tennessee, I think, had some more. So the, both of those teams' games are up in the air. But as of now, uh, Colts-Browns is good to go. Interesting spot, and I'm going to touch upon this game a little bit later, as I said. But for me, this is a huge game. I mean, if the look Cleveland Browns win this game, they're 4-1. and one. Uh, If the Colts win this game, they're 4-1. and one. So you know, right behind kind of that Baltimore, Kansas City tier, uh, especially to me if the Colts win this game, they're right next to those teams, especially with this defense. So huge game for, for both teams here. Yeah, no, look, both both teams look good. I mean, I think that the Browns looked impressive against a really, you know, not so great defense. In You're being Dallas. kind. Yes. You're being uh, kind. And very kind. Um, and But Dallas was able to put up a lot of points on them. So – uh, I, I don't know how legit the Browns are uh, at this point. Um, I think they're going to have a very, very tough uh, task ahead at playing the Colts, a, a very good defense, who who might be able to um, you know kind of sh- shut down this offense that's been clicking the last uh, couple of weeks. So uh, well, actually, last three weeks. But you know, again, they they, they played Cincinnati, Washington, and Dallas. Um, you know, now they got to play a real defense, and and it's going to be uh, a great game to watch. You've seen all these, uh, you know, memes all over the internet. So basically, the guy—I think it was Gilmore—that tested positive for COVID today on the Patriots. There's a picture of him hugging Patrick Mahomes after the game on Monday, mm. which is not great, of course, for many reasons. And then, of course, right next to that is this is Bill Bill Belichick's master plan, right? <laughs> so, so sick, so sick. Oh. But yeah, I mean, the NFL is getting a lot of pushback because. You could argue after the Cam Newton positive test, right, that some of these New England guys, they weren't going to test positive right away, but they had the potential to test positive a day or two later, right? So now now people are saying that they shouldn't have played that game Monday. They should have been in quarantine for the week because now they potentially expose some of the Chiefs guys. And if the Chiefs guys get it, then you're talking about having to quarantine another team. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. Exactly. So and we it's kind a of talked about that last week on the pod, talking about the Tennessee game and, and it, yeah. uh, suspecting it would be canceled. Um, and we talked about that intubation period of, you know, it taking time, you know, while there was negative effects day after the day after that, um, it could take some time for the virus to, to start appearing on tests. So um, definitely something we want to keep. Uh, close attention obviously the league is going to do their best they don't want this thing getting out of control um as uh it has the potential to do so hopefully we um we'll see the league mitigate any risk uh from spreading across teams tennessee's in a weird spot right their game got canceled last week if they have to cancel the game this week against the bills 
um, then you might be in a situation where who knows how long they're 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 going to be out. What does Goodell do at that point? Does he say the Titans have to make up the games? Do they not make up the games? And then is do they make the playoffs based on what winning percentage? Right. We 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 talked about that a few months ago where baseball teams, if they didn't finish all their games, they were basically prepared to say, okay, you've only played 45 games, but your winning percentage is this. So you're, you're going to make the playoffs based on that. So yeah, I think they're trying to gather. Yeah. They're trying to gather their information now to figure out scheduling and how they can do it. And if, you know, if it is multiple games, can they do it during a bye week and then maybe the week after the season, um, you know, or maybe a couple of days after, right, where they're squeezing games in. Um, obviously not ideal, but uh, I think that the league will hopefully have, have a solid plan. Yeah, I think they will too. And uh, you know that these guys want to get these games in. As far as season win totals, most every book requires all 16 games. So say the Titans only wind up with 15 games or something. If you have a Titans win total or future – or sorry, win total will get voided. A future on like a division, a conference, whatever, to make the playoffs will probably be live. But definitely check with your books on that. But almost certainly the win totals require 16 games. Yeah. Um, Eagles, Steelers, Wags. This one is super interesting because we talked about the Eagles. Now they have to fly back cross country. Obviously, it's not a very far trip from Philly to Pittsburgh here. But they still are back-to-back road games versus the Steelers who are now off a bye because their game got canceled. So the Steelers come in with extra rest. The Eagles come in off a big national TV win. The look-ahead line on this game was 7. The line opened 7. So there was no change in the line based on the Eagles winning, I think because of the Steelers' situation here now. Yeah, it's always good to come off a bye. You get extra rest. Guys can heal up. But a lot of times you get that team off a win. They're in rhythm. They're, they're feeling good about themselves versus the Steelers who were sort of up in the air all week, didn't know if they were going to get their game in. And now they come in. You see these teams start off a little bit flat sometimes. So maybe take a look at Eagles' first half here potentially. We'll see some of the quotes and stuff from the Steelers and all this week. But interesting situational spot as far as the scheduling because that Steelers game got canceled last week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's Look, I think there's a, a lot of factors that go in why there hasn't been much reaction to the Eagles win national television. But, you know, th- there were inj- injuries that piled up for the Eagles. It is a long road trip coming back. They are coming off, a, you know, a big win and a short week. So, um, you know, even though the Steelers off a bye, this is a team that plays, you know, solid defense uh, against an Eagles team. Um that really struggles on offense this year. Uh, you know, they can't throw the ball well. They can't, you know, they, they have to go against a, a great uh, running defense with the Steelers. But but one thing I will point out, the Eagles' defense is still a top-10 defense on both sides of the ball, sure. um, both both against the run and the pass. So uh, when, I, when I say that on both sides of the ball, that's what I mean, run and pass. And, uh, yeah, I, look, you know, I think this is one of these games um, with the league kind of going to a much – higher scoring games uh this is one where you know i lean under so i'm probably going to stay off the total because i don't ever want to bet it under um, <laughs> right now yeah especially <laughs> the, right now uh it, you know. it's going to revert back eventually yeah it, it 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 definitely will um but these are two defensive teams in a battle of pennsylvania and and i look to see this you know as a hard-hitting defensive battle um you know that said, the game will probably end like forty-one thirty. Uh, but but you know, which again, why I'm laying off any total in this game, at least at this point. Um, yeah, Steelers three and zero. If they win this game, they go to four and zero. They're obviously favored to do so. The Steelers, you can get them at plus two fifty to win the division. 
Um, obviously, the Ravens had that loss to the Chiefs. They, these teams will, of course, play later on, so tiebreakers and all that. But, I mean, look, 4-0 team at plus 250, you rarely see that, especially a team with the pedigree and the player talent of the Steelers. So the Browns are plus 550. They're, they're right there as well. So still a lot of respect for the Ravens in the market. I get it. They're minus 13 this week, so they should pull out that win and go to, uh, what would that be, 4-1 and for Baltimore. So... A lot of interesting numbers in that division. But preseason, I think the Ravens off the top of my head were like minus 500, 600, something like that to win the division. Yeah. So it certainly has come down quite a bit. Um, yeah, I hope these games get played this weekend, man. The Patriots-Denver game is up in the air. The Titans, of course, is up in the air. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to have to go into some type of quarantine now because of the uh, Gilmore positive tests and all yeah. that. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, man. Monday Night Football Contest time. Let's do it. Let's get no a winner. winner. Let's get yeah. a winner. Let's get a winner. So two weeks ago, uh, well, we had a winner. Or was it three weeks ago? And then we had the Eric Fisher situation. Um, no winner this week in, was it Packers-Falcons, right? That was the Monday Night game, Packers-Falcons. Yeah. So this upcoming week, Saints-Chargers, good game. I think I want to see Justin Herbert in prime time. Uh, I don't really want to see Anthony Lynn in prime time. I don't know if you guys saw. They had like 40 seconds left in the first half versus the Bucks on their own like 5 or 10 yard line. And instead of just kneeling the ball, going in at halftime up, I think, 17, Anthony Lynn, for some reason, decides to hand the ball off. And, of course, what happens? They fumble. They give the Bucks seven points at halftime. So Anthony Lynn strikes again. Not a very good coach, in my opinion. Uh, all right, here is here are the questions, guys. Two hundred bucks in site credit to the person who gets all three right and the person that gets it in first. So if you have multiple people, the first and the person that gets all three in first wins. You can DM your answers to myself on Twitter, to Wags it on Twitter, or email at or email either of us, ACL at the real or Captain Wags at the real Four ways to enter. Question one, Saints minus seven and a half versus the Chargers. Taking the Saints, or are you taking the Chargers there? Question two, name of the player who's going to score the last touchdown in the game. Name of the player who scored the last touchdown in the game on Monday night. Question three, the total number of combined touchdowns in the football game. The entire number of total touchdowns combined in the football game. All right. 200 bucks in site credit to the winner. I hope we get a winner this week. It's yeah, always good ta- to have a winner. Remember, time stamps count. The quicker you get them in, the better off you are. That is correct. We've had multiple weeks with multiple winners, and I hate to have to DM the guy and say, hey, you won, but someone else got it in a week or a day before you. Uh, That always sucks. So I I kind (laughs) of hate doing that, actually. Uh, So, yeah, get them in first, guys, and uh, hopefully get them right. So, all right, um, that's the questions. Free play time wags. Who wants to go first? Uh, I will start it off. How about that? Go Uh, for it, my friend. Let's do it. Yeah, so my game is actually going to be in the Sunday night contest between the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, This total right now sits at 57 and a half. So, um, you know, I think both teams are obviously high scoring offenses, uh, both defenses, not so great. That's why you see a total like this. Um, What's interesting is the... I think something like since 1990 or 1989 or something like that, there's been 22 totals over 57 and a half or higher. 
Um, the over has hit 71% of the time. Just a, nice. a tidbit of information there. I'm actually not going to take the total, but rather a team total. I am going to go with the Minnesota Vikings team total over 24 and a half. Um, I really like this spot for Minnesota. Um, you know, not having uh, a crowd in Seattle is going to really help Cousins um, a bit. And I, I think that uh, their offense right now is clicking. You saw them um, turn it on against Houston last week. Uh, and I, I really think that Seattle's defense has really looked poor. Um, the only game last week, sadly, I know we were on uh, a losing side there with um, the Dolphins team total over against Seattle. Uh, but Seattle has, has uh, the lowest points scored was last week against Miami, uh, or at least that they let up uh, 23 points. Um, and I think Minnesota um, with Cook and Madison and, and um, you know, their offensive weapons and Thielen uh, and Cousins without a crowd, is are, they're going to be able to put up some points on this um you know, not so great defense of Seattle. Good stuff. All right. My free play um, is going to be guys on the Indianapolis Colts. I'm taking them minus 115 on the money line. That's readily available. Well, first getting back to last week. So I had a, a, a lot of people ask me. So the teaser, the official play won last week. It was the teaser, right? Ravens and the Packers. That was good. I wound up not doing the middle because the line dropped. Um, it dropped down to six. I talked about it in the pot. I wanted plus eight, plus seven and a half. So never really came once the Ravens game came in. There was it was down to like plus six. So that was a lot of the Devonte Adams news. So we wound up winning the free play last week on the Ravens Packers teaser, which was great. And as I mentioned, this week I'm going with the Colts here on the money line minus one fifteen is readily available. DraftKings bet online. A lot of places have minus one fifteen. Not going to mess around with the minus one and a half or minus two on the Colts when I can get minus one fifteen on the money line. Rather just play that. I'm taking the Colts here. As I mentioned, this Colts defense is for real. Uh, the, the strength of the Colts defense is their run defense. Fourth in the league, allowing just 77 yards per game. And what is it the Browns need to do to win games? We saw it last week. They need to run the ball. First, the Browns are first in the NFL in rushing yards, but they're 32nd, dead last in passing yards. Dead last. So rare, really rare to see that kind of, of discrepancy there. So when you do see that and then you see a team – with the pedigree of the Colts defense, especially their run defense, that's something that I look up as look at as far as the matchup. So if the Colts can force Mayfield to beat them with his arm, they should take care of business here. The line is low because of what happened last week in Dallas. Um, I, I basically want to fade this Browns team that just scored 49 points last week versus the worst defense in the entire NFL. The Browns are riding high, reading their plus, their press clips, but who, who, who have they beat? Right, they've won three in a row. They beat Dallas, the worst defense in the league. They beat the Washington football team, and they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Now they have to face a massive step up in opponents here versus the Colts team. And I think that this line reflects the public sentiment on the Browns now. Everyone wants to bet the Browns. They're back home. They just scored almost 50 points. Oh, they're going to come home and win. Not so fast. Uh, Time to sell high on this team here. I'm taking the Colts on the cheap money line price, minus 115 against Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Go I, li- I like it. Yeah, let's go Rivers. And, um, you know, something also to note that the Browns will be without Chubb. So, um, you know, uh, addition. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Um, all right, guys. The real mysterycl.com is the website. Lots of good stuff happening there. French Open is finishing up. NBA Finals are finishing up. Hopefully, by the time you guys are listening to this, um, the Lakers have already won, which would be nice. Um, anything else, Wags, before we get out of here? 
No, that that's it. Uh, I'll say uh, NHL draft uh, kind of ongoing. Had the first round last night. That was uh, pretty awesome. And uh, Lafreniere obviously went first to the Rangers, so that was cool. And they also announced uh, that likely the NHL season next year will start on January first. So uh, really, okay. yeah. Ho- hopefully that um, you know that that's all also fluid as, as things um, progress here. It's not set in stone, but um, Batman kind of hinted as the start date might be Jan 1, so that'll be pretty cool to uh, open up the new year with some hockey, at least for me and, and, and the uh, hockey listeners out there. So, uh, would, would they be in a bubble like they did for the playoffs? That's a good question. I, th- I, still, think, I still think they're trying to figure out logistics. Um, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if they had uh, uh, maybe a few extra bubble cities um, yep. and, and went from there, and, and as things kind of maybe hopefully get better or loosen up, uh, they can go into um, start having home games like uh, Major League Baseball. Cool. I love it. Yeah, guys, uh, that'd be great if we get hockey you know, in the next few months. So that package will be up as soon as that gets going, of course. Baseball is up, World Series, and uh, as soon as the French Open is done, the uh, 30-day regular tennis package will begin. So therealmistraceo.com for all your questions and needs and of course dm us on twitter and be sure to give us those five star reviews we really appreciate it and leave your twitter handle so at the end of october we're going to give away another hundred bucks in site credit to anyone that left one in october so it's good stuff all right wags that is it nfl week five is here college football is ramping up which is awesome so for wags i am acl good luck with everything all your plays lots of awesome stuff going on this week and this month, guys. We will talk to you same time next week.